Hello there, I'm Brandon Juliet, the host of the Update Podcast. And if you're listening to this, you should be familiar with what I'm about to say by now, but if you're new, allow me to explain. Uh, by if you're hearing this, you should be a bit familiar with the Update's annual routine. Every once in a while, we go on a little bit of a hiatus during the summer, and I personally start growing facial hair. But, of course, I'm, hope- I'm not going to have this for very long, you know, because my wife... <laughs> and I'm looking forward to starting new episodes of the update very soon. In the meantime, however, I, we have some very special gifts for all of you. We've been doing this show long enough to, you know, get to know each other pretty well. But not a lot of people have probably heard our first episodes from way back in 2017. Well, we're gonna be, we've been rectifying that by going into our archives and playing every single episode of the update from year number one. And if you missed them, don't worry, we're gonna be recycling them again very soon. Year number four of the update was a year that really does not need any explanation. But if, in case you've had your head under a rock and were unaware of what's been going on, Year number four was a year that was dominated by COVID and the pandemic. Literally, we went from being in the WKRB studios to being on the road within the snap of your fingers and watching everything shut down around us. It was very scary at the start, but we persevered and we continued to find a way to move forward. You see, journalists, they don't fade away. They just keep coming back for more. So, enjoy enjoy year number four of the update. Excuse me. And uh, we'll be back with new episodes very soon. So, in the words of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping that your news will be good news, I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck. Be safe. Please be well. And I'll see you with new episodes of the update soon enough down the road. This is the update with Brandon Julian, reporting tonight on the road. And good evening to you. This is a bonus edition of the update, Brandon Julian, on the road today, this time from the Staten Island Mall in the New Springville section. Earlier we were in Manhattan at the main branch of the New York Public Library because all New York Public Library branches would close at the end of business today through at least the end of the month. Uh, People have until the end of the day to rent or return books until libraries open again. Because of the coronavirus, we will be providing two episodes a day, a morning edition at a normal time near 11.30, and then an evening bonus edition, giving you the latest developments. And of course, whenever we're not doing episodes, we will be providing uh, details on social media. The mayor of this city, as we start, uh, has found himself in a rather precarious situation. A couple of days ago, we've been saying that CUNY and SUNY's, it wasn't a matter of if they would close, it was just a matter of when and for how long before the governor eventually made the decision for them. 
Well, now the calls to close the nation's public school, the big nation's biggest public school system, are now growing here in the city. With the coronavirus has already turned off the lights on Broadway and shuttered big gathering spots from arenas to museums. Uh, the mayor has said that he has hoped to avoid closing the public schools because of the consequences for the more than one million students and their families. But even as a growing number of communities and entire states have closed their schools, the teachers' union here in the city and an increasing roster of local politicians said that it was now time for New York to do the same. Of course, we're going to take a look now at what's happening here in New York because of the virus. The sights and sounds of the city are shutting down to cope with the coronavirus. Cultural institutions are closing, as did the Broadway shows yesterday. Ridership on mass transit is down, and gatherings of more than 500 people have been banned. The pressure, of course, is mounting to close schools in New York City and throughout the state. Uh, in addition to close banning gatherings of 500 people or more, venues that can fit under 500 people can only be filled to only half of their capacity. Uh, the state also opened its first drive-through coronavirus testing center in the hard-hit suburb, of course, of New Rochelle, where there's that one-mile containment zone. The ongoing fears surrounding the coronavirus, of course, have shuttered places where Americans and others have long gathered to escape the world and also to engage with it. And almost everything that draws crowds has now sent them all away. Uh, the list of venues where people can no longer find entertainment or diversion in the U.S. is continuing to climb. So far, scrapped or shuttered are everything from Coachella and Carnegie Hall, Major League Soccer, Disneyland, and the John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts. The virus's arrival, of course, comes just as Americans start shaking off the winter blues and generally plan spring events like concert, games, and shows. But not for now, it seems. There have been rumors flying around on social media about the NYPD planning to enact some drastic containment actions of the coronavirus this weekend. Uh, this message falsely claimed that the Metro North will be shutting down, the subway service will be limited, and only emergency vehicles will be allowed on the streets. Uh, officials yesterday moved swiftly to knock down this message, and the mayor addressed the rumors, saying that he believed that the information was leaked from scenario planning. That was not true. And up in the state capitol in Albany, uh, state, New York State, just opened its first official drive-thru, as we mentioned before, drive-thru coronavirus testing center in New Rochelle. The six-lane testing center will initially handle 200 people a day with priority given to local residents. The suburb, of course, has been at the center of a cluster of uh, virus cases. Governor Cuomo said that allowing people to be tested from their cars is safer and faster. Complaints about a log jam in testing have grown even louder as the outbreak continues to spread. Uh, the governor has called this a crisis and is blaming the federal government. Time for us to step aside momentarily. When we return, we will talk national news and some of the latest coronavirus news there, including how the markets rebounded today after the biggest loss in one day since 1987 when the updates, the evening edition and bonus episode returns from the Staten Island Mall in just two minutes. 
It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. <laughs> I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has my mind. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Betty can't say that in reverse. Listen to us on Mixcloud to learn more about the stories that matter to you. And did you miss out on any episode of The Update? Listen to us anytime at Mixcloud.com slash the WKRB Update. Welcome back to this bonus evening edition of The Update. Brandy Julian on the road again at the Staten Island Mall in the new Springville section. We were originally here because... As of 5 o'clock today, a ban on gatherings of 500 people or more have been banned in this state. And anything that has seats less than 500 people can only fill to half of their capacity. We thought malls would be included in that, so that's why we are here. Let us briefly talk uh, the latest national news this Friday evening. In Washington, the president declared the coronavirus a national emergency in the Rose Garden in order to free up more money and resources. Uh, he's denied any responsibility in delays in making testing available for the virus, which is uh, spread, which the spread has rolled markets and disrupted the lives of everyday Americans. Uh, Trump has also waived interest on federally held student loans and moved to prop up energy markets Excuse me, by directing the Department of Energy to buy oil to fill up the strategic petroleum reserve, quote, right up to the top. Negotiations are continuing between the White House and Congress on an aid package, but Trump says that they have yet to agree. Uh, House Democrats were preparing to vote on their own measure today. On Wall Street, stocks surged and recouped much of their historic plunge after President Trump announced these new measures to fight the coronavirus. The Dow Jones Industrial Average went up nearly 9.5%, its best gain since October of 2008. 
stocks doubled their gains in the last in the last half hour of trading as Trump made his remarks. The rally, of course, came at the end of a week of turbulent trading fueled by heightened fears that the fallout from the coronavirus could bring on a global recession. Yesterday's drop was the worst since the Black Monday crash of 1987. Investors have been clamoring for strong action from the U.S. government to combat the economic impact. Let's talk hospitals now, because they're setting up some circus-like tents for testing. They're considering canceling some elective surgeries and calling on retired doctors for help. It's they're bracing for an onslaught of coronavirus patients. The head of the American College of Emergency Physicians expects, quote, a tremendous strain on the U.S. health system. Experts are fearing that when federal testing snafus are resolved, a flood of patients will hit U.S. emergency rooms. And they worry that doctors will face agonizing decisions over who gets the treatment. And finally, uh, the president, back in Washington, says that he's likely to get tested for the coronavirus, quote, fairly soon. As questions are continuing to swirl about why the president, his top aides, and his family aren't doing more to protect themselves and others against COVID-19. In the face of repeat direct and indirect exposures, Trump was defensive today, insisting that he didn't need to isolate himself because he wasn't exhibiting symptoms. But he conceded that he would, quote, most likely submit to testing after a top Brazilian official who spent time with him last weekend in Florida tested positive for the virus. We fail to give you a, our thought for today in our morning edition of the update. So we will get you an evening, get you this evening uh, edition, our thought for today right now. While we're, while we're pulling it up, we're repeating uh, the mayor of New York City, Mayor de Blasio, is speaking to the media. He's fighting the pressure close the New York City public school system because of the uh, possible ramifications of what would happen if they did close. A decision, if not made today, has to be made, of course, before Monday. Our thought for today is from Clarence Darrow, an American lawyer, born in 1857 and died on this date in 1938. Our thought for today is, history repeats itself. It's one of the things wrong with history. Let you guys ponder on that as we say in the words of Walter Cronkite, that is the way it is. Friday, March the 13th, 2020. That is the evening edition of the update of Brandon Julian. I'm, uh, we appreciate you joining us and hope that your news is good news. Stay well. Again, two editions a day, a morning and an evening edition. When we're not recording, follow us on social media to keep up to date. I'm Brandon Julian and I'll see you back here tomorrow. Of course, if not before.